Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Say It Loud Podcast Network, where black and brown voices truly matter. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Just a Thought. And this episode is a special episode because I get to chat with my friend, Drew Sedora. And as many of you know, she's a singer, she's a songwriter, she's a philanthropist, but she's also a housewife. She has a peach, ladies and gentlemen. So she's legit. Real Housewives of Atlanta, the season has kicked off and there's already been a ton of controversy, drama, comedy, and and the like. So the season's in full swing and some things have been transpiring this season that just have not been sitting well with me as it relates to how Drew is being treated by a certain individual or individuals who you'll hear more about when we chat. And so the feel of this interview is a little bit different. It's very much girl talk. It's very much two friends catching up. And I want all my interviews to feel like that. But this one, I I, I had to go a different route. And you will see what I'm talking about. So I am team Drew Sedora all day long because I'm team my friends. And I met Drew when I was a teenager. Uh, Back in Chicago, we used to work out at the same gym with our trainer who's still in both of our lives. Shout out to Will Power Franklin. And so, again, this is this is a personal one for me, but I wanted to let you guys in on this conversation because I do think that there's some amazing things that we all can glean from this. And I wanted you guys to see the totality of who Drew is. She's way more than reality TV and even the small and big screen. She's a mother. She's a wife. She's an artist. She's a philanthropist. And she's somebody who cares immensely about her community and her city, Chicago. So without further ado, here's my interview with Drew Sedora. When family comes to visit, it hits different. It just hits a little bit different. And, um, you know, she's an actress. She's a singer. She's one of the stars of Real Housewives of Atlanta. And fun story is, before Just a Thought with Sheree Nicole was a podcast, I was on IG Live once a week. And she did the show with me. She was one of my guests. Before all the all the fun podcast stuff happened, she was holding me down when I was just starting out. Drew Sedora. Shot town sister from another mister. What's going on? Yes, I love you. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know the vibes. It's like this is what it looks like when you hold each other down as you elevate. Because not only do we support each other on our journey of growth, we are holding each other down, holding each other accountable. And I appreciate you. So I'm like, of course, I see the moves you're making. I watched the John, uh, Jonathan McReynolds, uh, the, the snippet. I was here for it. I'm like, you know, I love when you see your people and your girls and your sisters like doing their thing. So yeah. we always got to catch up. It's not even like, yeah. yo, thank you for having me on your show or whatever. It's like, no, we got to really catch up because I need to know if I'm making the right moves. You got to let me know how I'm doing. I got to tell you I'm proud of you. And we just got to kiki. So that's why I'm here. Come on and let's kick it in. And I'm and and you know, I've been obviously watching every episode. I've I've been a real 
a Housewives of Atlanta fan before you came on the show, watched every season. Yeah. But this one was special to me because you were on it. And just in me knowing you and knowing the type of person you are, I have to, before we dive into some other particulars about the episode, I have to ask mm-hmm. you, you know, how has it been for you just making this adjustment? And I asked because mm-hmm. there was an episode I saw where you were talking to Portia and Kenya was acting a little strange on the trip. One day she was weird. The next day she was normal. And you were kind of like, I don't understand this. Like, are you crazy or not? So how are you kind of, yeah. how are you doing kind of trying to get accustomed to these different energies that are constantly kind of back and forth and, and sometimes changing on the drop of a dime? Yeah, that's been interesting. It's been a roller coaster. Um, I am thankful that I've been able to genuinely connect with some of the ladies. Well, most yeah. of the ladies. And, and just like in life, you're not going to connect with everybody, but I am someone who is always self-reflecting. So Portia is my sounding board. I go to Portia. That's my girl. I'm like, how am I doing? What's going on? I'm confused. I'm new. I don't understand. And that's just me. I'm real. And I'm like, uh, y'all have been used to this clearly because this is normal. Right. And this ain't normal from where I come from. Like, no, it's not. what? What is going on? Like, so I have to always, and you know, being from Chicago, we speak our minds and I just have to say it. And so, yeah, I'm always asking Portia, like, what is this? This is weird. She's a weirdo. Can we talk about it? And I couldn't, but I don't do it behind people's backs. That's the difference. I have no problem saying it to their face. And apparently, apparently that the truth and me asking questions is shade. I didn't know. Mm. I I didn't Mm. know. So that's what's been going on. But I do, I am someone who self-reflects and say, well, is it me? You know, am I tripping? But I really want to know because I genuinely, like wholeheartedly, authentically want to get to know these ladies because they have developed their own friendships and connections over the years. And here I am new. I'm not coming in like, I'm trying to start with anybody or I'm trying to start drama. I'm genuinely wanting to get to know them so that I understand who I connect with and who I don't connect with. And, and that's it. And, and, and speaking of drama, you know, watching how you've come into the show, like a normal human, a normal person who's just trying to get to know people who's trying to be nice. And then we have people like Toya and I'm not a violent person. I, I don't promote violence. I don't, like to fight but I will say the way that she has treated you unsolicited just mean girl it makes me want to lay hands on her Uh, and maybe you can help me work through that because I don't want to feel that way so what are some of the techniques that you've been able to use (laughs) to keep from laying hands on her that maybe you can tell me about so that I won't feel like doing the same thing I'm the wrong person that's that's not my ministry. I I don't I I don't have the answers. <laughs> I really like I have so social distancing has been a blessing um, because that's just what I do. When I see her, I distance myself because she's already proven that she will invade your personal space, which we all witnessed that. And it was only by the grace of God that there were many people to come between us mm-hmm. and production to take her aside and make her apologize to me. Um, and throughout filming. You know, she drinks a lot. She does a lot of things. I call her caboodles because she's just a whole lot, a whole lot of confusion and I'm not here for it. And so, yeah, like I just stay in my corner. And honestly, like there was a couple of times that I had to just pray to Jesus because it just wasn't good for my spirit and my energy. And I'm really big on energy. And 
I was just like, am I tripping? Because this just isn't normal. But as you'll continue to watch, and I'll share this with you, um, you will continue to see who she really is. And she did some things that are unforgivable. She did things that not only affect me, they affect my family, and they affect the whole Christian religion. So as we know Christianity and anyone that's a believer, she is going to come in and try to destroy that. And that is where for me, it gets to a level, you know, that I can't forgive. Right. And so, yeah, she is definitely someone I would never choose to hang around, but because she has these friendships with other people, you know, well, a few of the girls, I have been around her, but I really just keep my distance and I, I say less and she continues to come from me. But like I said, she's a fan. She's been watching me, you know, I can't do nothing about it. Like she's a fan. So I just continue trying to show her love but she definitely, I, I put her in that box. She stays over there. And I just, she's just not someone I consider to be a friend at all. Shout out to Toya and her fan club. And, and disclaimer for me, guys, I'm, I'm a journalist. <laughs> so I try to be as objective as possible. Okay. But this is like family business. I've, Drew has known me since like late teenage, early 20 years. So it's, it's, yeah. it's different when it comes to her. So that, that journalism piece, it might get thrown out the window just a tad today. <laughs> just letting you guys know. I, I find bit. it fascinating though, that with the show, normally when you have people that are new, they kind of have their own bond that they create. And then some of the other women who are more seasoned tend to kind of throw the little stones out. So I found it fascinating that she didn't try to bond with you initially and chose the other route, the mean girl route. I just thought that was interesting. It was because for me, I'm like, I'm new. I don't know nobody. So let me try to just get to know people and show them who I am. She was like, I'm coming in because maybe I want a peach. Like, that's the only thing I can think is that she was thirsty for her peach. I call her pe petty peachless. So you'll see that. I'm going to drop that here exclusively first. But you will see petty peachless. Okay. <laughs> so I, that's the vibes I get. Like, I'm going to do whatever I got to do to give me this peach. And it didn't feel genuine because then there were times that she was like, I love you. We love each other. I love you so much. You're so cool. And that's my sis. So that's why I call her caboodles because it's like, and so when someone is not grounded in who they are and they don't have self-awareness, they can't stand for anything. And at times I felt sorry for her, but as I was extending my heart to her, you know, she was stabbing me in the back. So I was just like, for that reason, I have to protect my aura and I can't allow her in my orbit, you know, because it's detrimental. And as you'll see to not only me, but my family. Mm -hmm. And that's where I draw the line in the sand. So makes sense it. to me all the saints yeah. out there just pray that um that the lord will continue to work on me and i can work on extending <laughs> grace to toya the the grace that that drew has has seemed to have found um i because yeah, i'm not there but i want to be there okay because i, I don't want to <laughs> be that person either um but you talk about family drew and i, and I want to i want to go into that a bit so cool seeing you guys moving to your new home and you know seeing the beauties of motherhood and marriage the highs and the lows the ebbs and the flows you know, yeah. a, a lot of times people say, you know, the, rea the reality TV curse, you know, people that are married or couples, you know, you got to be careful because reality TV can tear people apart. But I've watched you and Ralph to me kind of become closer, at least from the things that I've seen. And you guys have kind of yeah. bonded even closer together as a team. Like this is a team, y'all. So if you want to come for Drew, you come up for both of us. You want to come for Ralph, you come both for both of us. us. How has this experience, you know, enhanced your marriage? Yeah. So I'll say that like, yeah, a lot of people said beware protect your marriage. Most people, these are the statistics. 
But I'm telling you, when you got God on your side, it is not about what others, you know, have gone through. It's about your own journey. And this journey for us has been uh, bittersweet, but sweet at the end, because I honestly was so hurt and embarrassed because our initial thought was let's come on here and show them how amazing we are how much we love mm -hmm. each other what god-fearing young black love looks like and that didn't happen day one day one was some real junk we had to address and honestly um i was embarrassed i was extremely hurt um but on the flip side of that it was like, you know, one of those things where you put your issues on a back burner for so long. Mm -hmm. And it's one thing when you argue behind closed doors with your mate, but then it's a whole other thing when you argue in front of your kids and then your mama and then all of America. So I was like, you know, at that point, after that happened, we were like, okay, this is not a game. This is really serious because yeah. we didn't even realize the cameras were there and we're acting like this. And so mm -hmm. now we're in marriage counseling. And so for us, I am learning so much. Like, Marriage is not easy. And my parents were married for 58 years. So like, I always wanted what they have, right? Or what they had. And um, they made it look so easy. And I was just like, yeah, yeah, marriage, whatever. But now that I'm in it, it's about me figuring out how to make my marriage work in our own way. And what yeah. I've discovered in marriage counseling is that him going away to Tampa, it wasn't so much about what he did, but the why. And the why goes back to his childhood. And in relationships, we sometimes bring what's called baggage yeah. um, that has nothing to do with the person that we're in a relationship with. And so he shared that when he was younger, he felt unappreciated by his mom. And there were situations mm. that happened that caused him to run away. And he ran away to kind of hopefully make her miss him mm. and realize how she needed him. And that what he did to me was less about me, but more about his triggers and about what he was programmed, you know, from childhood. Yeah. So now it's about him healing of his traumas so that he can be good individually and both of us be great individually so that we can be great together. And that's the beauty of marriage and what I've learned. So it's less about, yeah, you did this, you know, cause that's where it was. And now it's in a very uh, more mature space that my counselor's teaching me. Uh, shout out to, to love, really... <laughs> Nick Pearson, Chatown's own. Yes, shout out to love. <laughs> you know, she works with me and she works with him and it's on both of us. Um, but honestly, we're both committed to the marriage and I'm extremely thankful for that. But it is more about him and his healing and his growth as well as mine so that we can be incredible for each other and be the best that we were meant to be so that we can go off and do great things, not only for ourselves, but for our family, for our culture, our community. And that's really the bigger picture of it all. So that's the bittersweet of the journey. And I feel us stronger now than ever. And so what other people may have said about what reality can do to marriages, we have had literally the polar opposite of it. I think that's so cool, Drew. And, mm -hmm. you know, how do, or how have you both handled the scrutiny that's come once people see the show? Because I mean, I, for those who don't know production, there's a gap between the taping and post-production and when you actually see it, see it on television. So there may have been issues that you and, and your Ralph worked through well before the, the show hit the air. And we see people, and I see people, you know, I'm, I'm on your Instagram. I see people make comments yeah. that are not nice comments. How have you guys worked through kind of handling that? Do you keep it on your Instagram very hard or do you kind of take breaks? Like, how do you handle that to make sure that that doesn't infiltrate the, the bond that you guys are continuing to build? So, yeah, at first it was hard. I was crying. I, I was taking it hard. And then again, Portia, you know, Candy, 
sent it. It was like, uh, if you don't stay out them comments, I'm like, but I gotta go in there and see my friends and you being one of them. I'm like, I gotta go like what she said and respond. Hey sis, like, you know, so I, I am somebody that works my social media and that gets hard, right? Um, but as Portia, like when I tell you she poured into me and I'm so thankful, she was just like, listen, she gave me the ropes. Like, this is how you're gonna feel. This is how it's gonna be, but you have to understand who you are. And and really, I've been dealing with it better. I try to stay out the comments as much as possible. Um, that Gabolo episode came out. So I don't know. I'm going to be honest. I kind of feel like at moments he's in his feelings a little bit. I'm like, no, we done already talked about this. But um, I think he's processing just the comments because I told him what happened on the trip. He saw it wasn't nothing different. And um, but I just think it's still a process. No one can understand. Yeah. It's really different than anything we've experienced, but um, we're dealing with it as best as we can. You know, it's hard to see when people say things about you, when you know, like that wasn't what really happened. Like that wasn't mm -hmm. my intention. And some of their fans, they just go hard. Like I could say hi. And then it's like, you, bitch, you said hi. What the <laughs> fuck you say hi for? It's all like, ah. So I'm like, yo, these Bravo fans, they are yeah. diehard. They are the real deal. And I love them, you know, the good and the bad. I, I appreciate it. I accept it. But I'm processing it and dealing with it. I think it's it's getting easier, easier just to basically build my own confidence to be like, I can shut out the negativity and embrace those that are uplifting me, which is yeah. why I'm here. You know what I'm saying? I got to surround myself with those real ones that are going to hold me down. And I'm, I'm putting that above everything else, above the negativity. I love it. Rise above. Shout out to Portia, who's doing some amazing things on the um, social justice and racial justice front and candy too. So, and veterans, yeah. look at them being sisterly. Isn't that nice? Um, <laughs> the real ones. Could, I wish other people could follow suit. But anyway, the real ones. The real ones. Okay. <laughs> you all can't see it, but Drew just picked up a very sparkly cup with a sparkly straw and, and that's a, that's a tea sip that I would call right then behind that comment. Now, Drew, you mentioned, you know, the Bolo episode and, you know, we know Candy throws a good, a good party. Um, there's Ooh. been so much controversy surrounding this event. So many comments on social media from the cast, from fans. Uh, number one question for you is what, what goes through your mind when you're in that environment and it's your job. You have to be there. You can't escape. And secondly, it, what what can you tell me about this that people may not know or that needs to be reinforced? Because there's so many questions surrounding this particular event. Yeah, it was a whole lot of, whole lot of, listen, so, okay, I'll be honest. This might be a problem and maybe you could tell me, um, help me through this. I literally forget that cameras are there because I'm like, okay, maybe I need to get smarter or like more strategic. You know, I'm not like some of those, um, one in particular that writes out her script and acts it out on camera. But anyway, um, I am just there being myself. And so I honestly forget the camera's there. And I'm like, hey, I've never been to a bachelorette party. This is my first one. That's oh, how wow. I, that was my first one. I've never been to a bachelorette party. So this is what happened. I was in my room because we filmed all the Bolo stuff. It was fun. It was like, okay, girl, you know, we saw Bolo. We Candy gave us the money. It was, it was fun. I the crew left. I went to my room and I was talking to Ralph. So I'm like, yeah, you know, everything was great. It was fun. Da 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 da. Um, and then we heard the girl screaming and like turning up. He's like, 
they loud. What they doing? I'm like, I don't know. I'm in my room. He was like, well, you know, you haven't had an opportunity to hang with them as much because I started filming later and, and hanging gotcha. out a little bit later in the season than everyone else. So he was like, go hang out with them. You haven't had much time. I was like, all right, cool. All right, babe. Love you. Blah, blah, blah. Bam. So I go out there and literally, so Cynthia was there. And then Cynthia said, like, we must have been trains, like crossing each other because I didn't see Cynthia. So when I came out, yeah, I didn't see cameras. So I was like, I didn't feel like it was my job any longer. I was there gotcha. trying to just connect with the girls like, hey, let's have some fun. What y'all doing? Y'all turning up. And I saw one girl, biggest fan, number one. Mm-mm-mm. She was real thirsty with Here her tongue hanging again. out. Here she her comes tongue, again. her tongue was just out. Her it was hanging. Was not a, I'm not gonna receive that, Drew. It I'm was. It was looking. That. No, but it wait. was looking for something to I lick. Go. It was. I can't. I can't. It was. It was. It, and she ended up licking my toilet seat because she threw up in it. Drew. So <laughs> that's that's. Fact. So why is she? In, why is she in your room at your toilet? She doesn't even like you. So how she ended up in your room? Why is she in my room? She came to my room asking me for tampons, pads, and I, I haven't shared this with anybody. I'm sharing this with you. Yeah, girl was all in. My, you guys have had, I'm, girl, why didn't you pack pads? Don't you know your day? But that's, but she was in my toilet and who I am. I was like, oh my God, Latoya's throwing up and everybody else was turned up. She literally killed my vibe. Um, but before we get to that, before she killed my vibe, I did um, see her tongue uh, that I have to, I, it was like a vision. I just, I was like, oh, damn, cool. her tongue is busy. Her tongue is real thirsty. It's real active. But then Bolo was giving everybody lap dances. And so I was nervous. I'm like, oh God, I've never done this before. But it was going around. I was like, well, I can't be no punk. I can't be lame. Like we gotta go girl. So he got to me and it's like, go Drew. So I was like, okay, I've had some Achilles. This is what y'all didn't see. I was like, I've had some Achilles surgeries. And so you gotta be, they was like, uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. We don't hear about that. That ain't sexy. So I was like, okay. And I was like, all right, cool. I was like, all right, let it go, be free. And I was like, so I started twerking because they were making fun of my twerk. They said I couldn't twerk. So I was like, give it all you got. You know what I'm saying? And I did that. And he flipped me over and I was like, all right. You know what I'm saying? Got all the bolo, you know, things that he does, which he's very talented and great at what he does. He toured on the dungeon tour. Um, What I saw was a professional stripper though. Mm-hmm. Let me disclaim that. Um, yeah, But it was like, this is, this is lit. This is what girls do at a bachelorette party. I myself never saw people disrespecting their marriages or their relationships. I never saw that, which is why I felt good to report it to my husband. Cause I was like, look, I'm bringing all these tricks back to you. This is what happened. It was incredible. It was from here to here, you know, <laughs> but all of this talk and this nonsense about um, the extras, I, I don't, I didn't see that. And I would never speak on something that I don't have facts. You know what I'm saying? It's not evidence. And I haven't seen evidence. Cause like literally once Toya threw up in my toilet, she killed my vibe. I got her bread. I was holding her braids back and I was sleepy. I was like, well, party over for me. I'm, I'm totally out of the vibe and I went to bed. But if something happened after that, then that would be something I will, I'm watching to see, you know, and I have no idea about Portia ne- disclaimed. She never said like this happened, please don't tell nobody. She was just like, she was upset. And, and I felt genuinely hurt that Kenya would throw these allegations around understanding that Portia is still a woman who is a mother who has a relationship um, with a man that she's working on. And and regardless of that, the work that she's doing for our culture, you don't throw those things around unless you come and say, look, I've got this evidence here. Get some receipts, girl, or else what are we talking about? And don't ever 
try to put me in it. Um, I don't want to spoil alert, but this I'll say, she tried to say, well, was it Drew? Don't you ever in your life ever try to put my marriage on the line and speak on things that you don't have proof for. That game, we're not playing. We're not doing that. You don't speak on my marriage. I told my husband everything. I actually told him that night. So don't ever try to put me in some bullshit, period. And just so we're all clear, guys, Drew has stated she didn't see any line, disrespectful lines crossed when she was in the environment with the young ladies and she went to bed. So whatever happened after the fact, she doesn't even know what happened. So she was trying I'm, to find out along with the rest of the world. All right, guys. And I, and I really, I was like, okay, we're all grown women. Listen, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a firm believer in whatever you do in dark, we'll come to light. Mm-hmm. We ain't got to dig. I ain't got to plow. You ain't paying me enough to do that they have to own your own stuff. So if anyone did anything that they need to come clean with, then that's on them. But please believe I'm not going to lose no sleep and spend my time talking about what I think I heard, what I thought I heard while my daughter was waiting for milk. Sustained. I'm going to move into another facet of your life that I think is so amazing and so compelling. And we touched on it when you were on my show before it was a podcast. You got really, really passionate about it and emotional yeah. about it to a point. And I was looking at your Instagram and you posted a young, a, a gentleman who lost his life recently. And you posted some other pictures with you working with young people and all the work that you've been doing in the community as far as Chicago is concerned with your mother and, and different you know, people you're in relationship with. And, and I wanna ask you, you know, Drew, with everything that's going on, with the level of impact that you still currently have and probably even more so now because we have the housewives name behind you, you know, what are your intentions philanthropically when we, when we talk about Chicago, some of the needs that are there? Um, and where's your heart right now? Because I know your heart is still there. How, how are you handling hearing stories like that? You know, updates from young people that might not be so great that you were, you know, working with for so long before Housewives and all this other stuff happened. Yeah. So who I posted on my Instagram, Jakari. Kari, um, that's uh, one of my Dream Makers boys. Dream Makers mm-hmm. is my nonprofit that I launched in 2013. And thank you for asking me about it because this is really where my life is taking me right now because his mother, Carmelita, she did so much work for my nonprofit. She's one of my very close friends, but she actually donated bunches of prom dresses for young girls that couldn't afford them through Dream Makers. And he was shot and killed. Um, mm-hmm. Great kid, passionate kid academically excelling kid, um, respectful kid, a bright future. And this is something I've shed tears over. I have been working with uh, Kim Fox and Robin Kelly, our Congresswoman, who's actually running for the Democratic Representative of Illinois. I'm gonna be doing a, whoop whoop, yes. She is independent, okay, not bought out by the NRA. She is a woman that believes in um, creating better universal gun background checks and better gun laws um, to saving our youth. But I am uh, doing some work, I'm on Robin Kelly's task force to really uh, just try to bring back hope and try to bring back whatever I can resources and use my platform to shed light on the gun violence in Chicago because that Jakari, that hit a little too close to home for me. That was Mm -hmm. like one of my boys. That was someone that I poured into that really was a good kid and it's just like, it's so it's so incredibly sad because 
we still don't have answers. And I'm on the phone constantly because there's so many things that are broken in our justice system and yeah. politically that we need to address. And I want to bring attention to that. I am determined and passionate about it. And so I am relaunching Dream Makers um, and we're, we're doing more work. I'm going to need your help because it's really a space for our youth to express themselves creatively. And I think we talked about this before, but when you talk about the civil rights movement, there yeah. was a direct connection with the Harlem Renaissance and mm -hmm. the Harlem Renaissance bridged and provoked a lot of change through spoken word and music. And so it really shows you that there is a space for the arts to have an impact on what we're seeing negatively. Um, and mm -hmm. so that is where Dream Makers comes into play. I myself, you know, am getting in there teaching them about acting. We do music workshops. My mom who's a pastor is doing counseling. We're doing choreography. Shout out to Andrea Kelly who did the choreography workshop. Oh, shy town girls, shy town <laughs> love like support because these girls need to know like you can move your body and you need to be confident no matter the size that you are. And so um, that is my hope to really just bring resources and and really get in there and fight this fight that has gone on for too long. Gun violence has been so prevalent in Chicago for over a decade because I launched Dream Makers in 2013, but I have been, it was because I've been hearing about so much. Mm -hmm. And I have a, my first cousin who's been incarcerated for over 13 years at this point. And it is for some petty charges, um, and, but it all points back to gun violence. And so mm -hmm. I'm not only doing that for my family, I'm doing that for my youth that are a part of Dream Makers. And so that's where my heart is. That's where my passion is. And so I, I really want you to support me on this and I'll, I'll send you information because it's, it's a really about to be something major that we're going to do for our city. But um, that that's most important for me right now. Two things. Number one, I want to thank you for the invitation to serve because I was going to ask you if there was a way that I could support you. I, in my early 20s, I worked at an inner city school in Chicago. So I got a lot of exposure to a lot of the things that you're talking about. And I saw a lot of things that young people should not have to even think about, let alone go through as the young teens and, and young adults trying to figure out mm -hmm. life. So right. I have a heart for kids. Some of them I still mentor. They're in their 20s now, living their life. Some of them yeah. 24, 25 years old. But I understand the tie and the connection and also the beauty and seeing them grow and blossom and going from you know this one phase of life. And as you walk them through, seeing how they continue to grow and then become independent and, and pay it forward to other other young people so i'm here to help yeah. in any way that i can and one of the reasons why i asked you that is because i know that's where your heart is and i want people to see and hear that you know reality yeah. tv is its own beast but a lot of times we don't necessarily get to the to the other core roots of people's passions and i know that's a real passion for you so i want it to be fair and you being on the show to ask you about Thank it and you. also hopefully other people will be inspired to you know, reach out in their community. And it might not be with young people. It might be with the elderly. I don't know, but we all have yeah. ways in which we can give back. And so I just, Absolutely. you know, I want people to know, yeah, Drew ain't just sitting around on Housewives every five seconds. Like she has, there's real work that she's out here doing <laughs> and, and she's yeah. changed people's lives and, and your family's changed people's yeah. lives. So I thank you for sharing that. Give me whatever information, give it to me, whatever I can do. I'm here to help. I will. Absolutely well. Thank you. Thank you for no, that because you're right. Like I want to see the youth grow up. You know, I hate getting that call that one of my youth is no longer here. So for and I've me, them. I get it. it. I get it. It's so it, hard. And 
and I'm talking to his mom and it's so hard. And so I'm like, I can't do enough. What else can I do? So I will be calling on you and anyone listening, please follow me on, on social media at Drew Sedora because I will be posting information and things that we're doing because we need a village. We need the community to get involved and don't think that your voice is too small or too big. Like we need to collectively come together to provoke change, especially for Chicago. Absolutely. And Drew, I can't let you go without talking about the music. I know that um, Master P dropped this really dope movie on BT Plus recently. From what I understand, you are on the soundtrack. <laughs> so what's going on with the music right now? And when is more coming down the pipe? So, you know, I have lacked confidence. I don't know if you know this. Yeah, I you said confidence. that before and I don't understand it. But go ahead and break it down again. Because I think it's It was it's like crazy. Vincent Herbert signed me to a group, a girl called Jane, a Def Jam. Babyface signed me to Edmonds Entertainment when I first got to LA. I've been signed so many times, I lose track. I was signed a slip and slide. And my music never went to the level that I thought, you know? So mm-hmm. I kind of was like, well, maybe God doesn't want me to do music. Like the people obviously don't like it, you know? <laughs> um, <laughs> that's kind of how I took it. So I was like, yeah, I'm gonna just get to my acting bag because that's what's paying me. Mm-hmm. I actually was losing money on music. I was investing all the money I made for movies. I was investing in music and I was going broke. So mm-hmm. I was like, oh, okay, um, let, let's just see whenever a time and space is created, if that ever happens. So when Master P uh, called and, and put that song in his movie, I had to acquiesce. I was like, well, they're calling for the music, Drew. There you go. And that, you have no idea. Shout out to Master P and Romeo, because that instilled so much confidence in me to just say, you know what? If I'm gonna do it, let's, let's do it now. Let's get in the studio. So I've been in the studio. Actually, I'm gonna tell you this, girl. Nobody knows this. I'm in the studio with little Mo. Little Mo. I love little and- Mo. How is she doing? First of all, what what she got going on? What's she up? You to? need to you need to holler at her. She did Breakfast Club. Okay. Breakfast Club went viral. We did set it off together though. She played Frankie and she killed it. She did an amazing job. Uh, shout out to Keisha Knight, Pulliam, and Debrat. Like it was a sisterhood that you can't ever write or create or force. It was real. And um, yeah, she we just vibed and she wrote some songs for me and we collaborated. She came to Atlanta, we got in the studio. So like when I tell you, I'm gonna send this music to you. We're getting it mixed right now. But I got some crazy collabs. I got some features that I'm just like, okay, God, God is blessing me because I feel like right now is the time for me to really show people who I am, let people get to know me. And music is a big part of me. I'm super passionate and um, I have a deal with E1. So it's just like, all right, let's go. Can't nobody put me on a (laughs) shelf. Uh, I can distribute myself. So I'm excited about it. I'm really, really excited. Drew, (laughs) all I gotta say is, it's just your time. Like it gets to a point <laughs> in people's lives where it's just their time. So Amen. I just encourage I you to just that. settle into the blessings, just settle, just let, let them literally rain and pour onto you. Cause more are coming mm. and you deserve them all. Don't ever feel like you're not deserving or doubtful about what's what you have or what God has put it. I'm telling you, you're in a very fun, special season. And the, one of the oh. things that I'm so encouraged by and inspired by is how you have not compromised your convictions on Real Housewives of Atlanta. You are the same person. Like, and people go through these times in their career, they get on these platforms and it's not necessarily their fault, but they fall, they fall prey to what that, what comes with that. But you are the same person. I could text you right now and you'll respond. I can call you. This show is a prime (laughs) example. Anytime I've reached out, you've been responsive and 
I've watched how you've carried yourself and I know it's not an easy thing and people can yeah. judge and make comments and talk crazy all they want to. But most people that are making those comments could not survive a day, a day so in, in your shoes, period, let alone on that show. So yeah. I just want to say like, I'm very happy for you and so excited Thank for everything you. that's coming. I'm a music head. You know that I love music. So um, I want to be like <laughs> low key. I want I want to learn how to DJ. So everybody ah, don't know that. Me too. I, I love on. music, so send me them to the songs. I'm serious. I want to learn. Them. I'm gonna send you winner. I'm gonna send you a couple songs. I got you when we hang up. I'm, I'm serious because, like, I'm the like my. It's music on both sides of my family. I just ended up being the athlete, but I'm musically inclined. So people send me music all the time. My uncle does jingles. He's like, "Yo, let's um, let me send you this. What you think? I love listening. Oh, okay, do you we know need my to uncle talk. Curtis? You know AC Green? Say, That's my yes. uncle. I'm his oldest. Shut year. up. Yeah, he knows. Oh your my family. God. <laughs> I have done the AC. Yeah. Hello. AC yeah. Green show. I have yeah. done a few times. Yeah, that's Uncle Curtis. I don't call that AC Green stuff, whatever. Wow. That's Uncle Curtis. Yep. Oh, oh yep. my God. I am his world. oldest niece. Yes. <sighs> yep. I love AC Green. AC Green always supports me and shows me so much love. He loves so your family. It only makes sense. Anytime yeah. I bring you he, up, he goes into the whole spiel. He thinks you guys are amazing. <laughs> he does know my whole family. That's hilarious. You know, my daddy, my mama. Everybody. Crazy Allison. <laughs> Everybody. He's like, man, that's good. Everybody. That's a good family. You know how you talk. That's a good family right there. That's a, she come from good stock. She knows she every time. Yeah. That's Uncle, that's Uncle Curtis. But yeah, Drew, yeah. I know, I know you gotta go. I could talk to you forever, but um, I just love you. I'm so glad I'm so <laughs> glad we're too. able to do this. And anybody listening, guys, I just hope that you get from this the totality, the whole of who Drew Sidora is. Okay. We yes. got real housewives, but she's so much more than that. So I hope you guys tap in with her on social media. Keep up with everything she's doing. If, if there's a if there's a way that you can serve or help contribute to the causes that she's that she's pushing as it relates to young people in Chicago and saving their lives, please do it. Please do it. That's please all I got to say. And watch Housewives. You know, you. Real Housewives. What time does Real Housewives come on again? Every Sunday. Sunday every Sunday. Because I'm on the West Coast, so I, my times are weird. I'm okay. Yeah. I gotta call you. I need. I've, been, know I've been out here since October. October the second, but I plan to be Amen. back spring yes. summer. Yes. So keep Amen. Me, keep well, we'll listening. be here. I'm gonna be praying for you. Uh, something great Same. is gonna come from Same. you being there. You wouldn't Same. be there for no reason. So you've been productive. I see the moves you're making. And when you get here, hit your girl up. So I, I can't will. wait to see you. Thanks, Drew. <laughs> love you. Thank you. I love you more. I'm so, so glad I got to catch up with Drew. It's been, it's been a while, so it's good to talk to her. And I want to leave you guys with some closing thoughts. I mean, the show is called Just a Thought with Sheree Nicole, right? So it's only fair. I in no way condone violence of any sort. I don't condone any type of aggression that a lot of times we see on reality TV, on, on shows like Real Housewives of Atlanta and other shows. And I know things happen, and I know that people you know, sometimes they, they have a moment where their judgment is not the best. And that's okay because we're all human and we all make mistakes. But at the end of the day, I am an advocate for black women working together cooperatively. And if they do have conflict, being able to work through that. So my ultimate hope for the Real Housewives of Atlanta and any reality show is that those type of things happen. Yes, you're not going to agree all the time, but there's a way to deal with those things in a way that's appropriate and in a way that is respectful of all parties involved. So my hope moving forward is that Drew would continue to have an amazing season on Real Housewives of Atlanta and be back for however many seasons she wants to be back for because she's doing a great job. 
But my hope, man, my hope for reality TV in general is that black women really are intentional about the way that they're portrayed on screen and ensuring that what these young women are seeing are reflections of who they would want to be and how they would want to behave. And I think that we can do that. And as far as Real Housewives of Atlanta is concerned, I'm seeing glimpses of it. So shout out to Bravo. And I hope to see more as we move along. Thanks so much for listening. This is Just a Thought, hosted and produced by yours truly, Sharina Cole, in association with Sharina Cole Media and the Say It Loud Podcast Network. Just a Thought is now available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and Radio.com. And make sure that you subscribe, share, and rate us. And also, tell a friend. You can follow the Just a Thought podcast on Instagram at Just a Thought Show and on Twitter at Just a Thought Win. That's W-I-N. You can also follow me, Sheree Nicole, on Instagram and Twitter, same handle, Sheree underscore Nicole, S-H-A-R-I underscore N-Y-C-O-L-E. Say It Loud Podcast Network, where black and brown voices truly matter.